What you doing? I'm running out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions. You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily fantasy football podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about fantasy football manifest at large for SportingNews.com. So we've already given you early with our draft analysis that I have up on SportingNews.com. Breaking it down here on Locked On Fantasy, this podcast with our analysis of the round one picks and how that affects fantasy. Then we got into day two with rounds two and three on the previous show. And now we're just going to quickly run through rounds four through seven, day three of the draft in terms of the sleepers that we kind of uh, are targeting here in this round and just kind of looking every pick that might have some value and intrigue that is definitely skill position. So we'll go right down the board with them as uh, quickly as we can here. Just give you an idea. There's not going to be too much here that you're going to look at fantasy football at, in terms of immediate impact or maybe even making the team with some of these guys. But we'll uh, point out the notables here rounds four through seven, and then we'll get to how we kind of rank this board all together. You can check out the rankings on sportingnews.com as well with the rookies for 2017. All right, we'll go with round four here. With uh, The first offensive pick made in round four, day three, was D.D. Westbrook, the wide receiver of Oklahoma, he goes to the Jaguars. Again, this is a pretty crowded Jaguars wide receiver core. I think Westbrook can find a role in it at some point. But right now, you know, Alan Hearns, Alan Robinson, Marquise Lee. It's a pretty deep pecking order there, and we don't know how Rashad Green is going to come back as well. So Westbrook, I don't think, is going to have big an impact. But if they spread the field, he could do something here. The next pick... This one could have impact. Also from Oklahoma, pick 114 to the Redskins, Samaj P. Ryan, the backfield mate of Joe Mixon. I really like P. Ryan really better overall than Mixon. I think Mixon, there's some special attributes with him, the explosiveness, but I think P. Ryan might be the steadier, more uh, reliable pro NFL back for a lot of reasons. So you look at the situation, it's big Rob Kelly, the power back, Chris Thompson, not too many great jobbers there behind them with uh, Matt Jones and Keith Marshall. So when you look at P. Ryan, I think he can have the ability to jump those guys pretty early. We know that Jones has kind of been in the doghouse. Marshall can't stay healthy. You look at Kelly, he's pretty much a power back. Chris Thompson has been purely a receiving back. I think P. Ryan can bring both of those two things Together, he's a pretty good receiver, but he's also a good power back. So I would circle Pirine as a guy on the rise and a big-time sleeper in fantasy. The next offensive pick was the Rams at 117, taking Josh Reynolds, the wide receiver out of Texas A&M. 
Again, the Rams are all over the board at wide receiver. They also had Cooper Cup in the previous round there from Eastern Washington. So I think Cup has a better chance of rising up the boards here on that depth chart. Uh, right now, you're looking at Tavon Austin and Robert Woods. So not too much there, but still wait and see, especially with a low volume and low interest passing game right now with the Jared Goff. 119, we go to North Carolina, the pick there for Philadelphia, Mac Collins. And you look at Mac Collins, and I think he can uh, do some things here, work the slot if needed, maybe move around some things here for the Eagles. And we know that uh, Jordan Matthews is hanging around. So uh, Collins could have some value there as they spread the field. They're really remaking the receiving core with Alshon Jeffrey and Torrey Smith. But Behind Jeffrey Smith and Matthews, it's going to be a kind of a battle to get snaps. So I think Nelson Aguilar is pretty much in trouble here, but that's where you kind of look at Holland's value. Number 120, Tarek Cohen, the running back, staying in the state of North Carolina, North Carolina A&T, goes to the Bears. Dynamic athlete, and you look at Mitchell Trubisky, I didn't really like that pick early. Adam Shaheen, we mentioned him, he's a bit of a project, he's a blocking tight end. Cohen can have a big role, I think, here in this Bears offense. Change of pace for Jordan Howard. I don't think they want to overburden Howard. Howard was pretty good as a receiver at times, but he's such a good early down back and such a good scoring back where I don't think they want to overwork him. They need to change of pace, a guy that they can get involved, some speed in the backfield, agility. Cohen is also a sneaky, tough runner as well, so he can spell Howard at some point, so he might get some opportunities. I, I look at it as a Fred Taylor, Maurice Jones-Drew kind of situation developing. I don't say that Cohen's going to be MJD, but right now, uh, the way Howard is running, it's or, or kind of like an early Fred Taylor in terms of production. I think Cohen could eat into that a little bit, but I really like this pick. We'll see where it goes from there, but uh, I think they'll use him early as a change of pace and uh, kind of a spell if needed in the red zone as well for Howard. The next pick with offense in mind was uh, Joe Williams, the running back from Utah. Right now, he's insurance, further insurance there for Carlos Hyde, but he's got some uh, things to like maybe down the line as a guy that you could see have an impact. 128, and the Lions were supposed to take a tight end. They do. Michael Roberts from Toledo. We'll still figure out where he fits in here, but Eric Ebron is still the guy there. The Bengals took 129. Josh Malone, the wide receiver out of Tennessee. Again, this is the second wide receiver they took behind John Ross of Washington, the speedster early in this draft. So we'll see how Malone fits in here, but it's a crowd there for sure. Eagles, another intriguing pick at 133 is Donnell Pumphrey, the running back from San Diego State. I think they want to transition Darren Sproles out of the kind of the Sproles role in working in the return game. Pumphrey can do that. Another playmaker they can get on the outside uh, in space there for Carson Wentz, so I, I think they're just looking ahead with uh, Sproles and the age uh, getting in on him. I don't think he'll have an immediate impact. 134, you look at uh, Ryan Switzer, mainly he out of North Carolina. Mainly his uh, first value to the Cowboys is going to be as a punt returner. He's going to try to maybe work in there with Cole Beasley, maybe a guy that you can look on the outside, but they did re-sign Terrence Williams for a significant deal here. So when you look at uh, Des Bryant and Beasley and Williams, Switzer's pretty, basically going to be on special teams and kind of learn the ropes 
offensive, very fast guy, though, so interesting to see what happens with him. Jamal Williams went to the Packers out of BYU. Gives uh, some option there with Ty Montgomery. They did draft another back. We'll get into that a little later. But power back there, Montgomery showed a little bit of uh, red zone flash, but I think they'd like to keep him more as a change of pace, versatile guy. So it could be an all-out committee with Williams seeing a key role early. Josh Dobbs, Steelers pick in 136 out of Tennessee. I think he's a guy that uh, is going to be basically groomed there at some point. Potential Ben Roethlisberger successor. We don't know how long, much longer Roethlisberger plays. You look at the next pick of offense is J.U. Chesson, the wide receiver from Michigan, went to the Chiefs. Intriguing spot. Think of it, but you know this is a Chiefs low upside passing game, so it's going to be hard for a fourth rounder to carve out role. But uh, a receiver that one time was a uh, Pretty special there in Ann Arbor, and uh, we'll see if he can uh, start to rise up. But he's not as uh, well-rounded as Amar Darbo, who went to the Seahawks. 141 to the Giants was Wayne Gallman, the running back from Clemson. We'll see how he fits in there with uh, Paul Perkins, and uh, if they turn this into a bit of a committee situation, maybe try to have the best young back wins the majority of the carries here in the wake of moving on from Rashad Jennings. You have the New York Jets with Chad Henson, the wide receiver from Cal. We'll see how he works in there. They had our Davis Stewart from Alabama as a guy that is probably going to see a more important role as taken earlier, but uh, we'll see what uh, Henson fits. His intriguing kind of reach there for the Jets, but I don't see much value there. Colts took Marlon Mack out of South Florida, running back. I think he has a chance to challenge Frank Gore and maybe succeed him here pretty soon. We know Gore is about to wear down at any point. Mack is a lot like Gore, so a guy that uh, may not have the value right away, but if something happens to uh, Gore, he's going to be in the mix to try to replace him. We go to round five, 146. Broncos take Jake Butt coming off the turn ACL, but I think at one point with his inline skills, receiving skills, He's a guy to watch. I don't think it's going to be in 2017, but I think he could be a good complete tight end for that Denver offense. Next pick was George Kittle, another tight end from Iowa, Big Ten product for the 49ers uh, after taking C.J. Beathard. So I think they'll work him in. They need players like him. They're trying to think about moving on from Vance McDonald, so Kittle could be in line to take those. The, The Jets took an interesting pick at 151 with Jordan Leggett, the tight end from Clemson. They needed a tight end. They weighed a little bit. I think it's a pretty good value this late in the draft with Leggett. Pretty good receiver. Needs to kind of round out in the NFL. Complete uh, tight end. So Leggett has a chance. The Jets have been a wasteland for tight ends of late. So that at least gives him a chance. Jake Elliott, the kicker, the first kicker in the draft, went to the Bengals. And you look at uh, Elliott, very successful kicker. Same program as Steven Guskowski of the Patriots. So there's some pedigree there. The Bengals got, just got tired of missing all those extra points. Mike Nugent just faded for them really hard last year. So they're trying to get some reliable scoring. I don't know if this offense is going to be on the radar enough where you're going to trust a kicker there. The next pick was 155. The Washington Redskins taking Jeremy Sprinkle out of Arkansas. Another tight end. They see some of uh, Jordan Reed in him, but right now he's going to be Reed Insurance, further Reed Insurance with uh, Vernon Davis still there. Atlanta Falcons took Brian Hill running back in Wyoming. We know it's uh, the Devonta Freeman-Tevin Coleman show, but maybe this hedges their bets a little bit if uh, the Freeman deal is not uh, to their liking. So 
he'll I think it's just another body that goes in that mix. Nothing you can see too much in fantasy early. It was the next interesting pick, 163 by the Buccaneers. They go back to Boise State, the home of uh, Doug Martin, for a guy to put in the mix with Doug Martin, Jeremy McNichol. So they didn't take a running back early. That's good for Doug Martin's fantasy value that they didn't go after Dalvin Cook or uh, Joe Mixon or anybody of that nature early in this draft. So McNichols, that means Martin, they feel good about him, but uh, interesting they went to the same program to get an option. The next offensive pick was Shelton Gibson, another wide receiver for the Eagles. They're definitely trying to stack up their options around Carson Wentz. We've seen the theme their whole offseason. doesn't matter if they're wide receiver or running back. That was their focus definitely in this draft. So, again, a lot of uh, crowds starting to develop all of a sudden in Philadelphia when it looked uh, like a bad receiving quarter coming out of the season. The next pick there with the offense in mind was the Vikings and Rodney Adams, the wide receiver of South Florida. Yeah, another guy to throw in there, just trying to figure it out uh, behind Stefan Diggs. They need a guy like Diggs maybe to compliment him. Laquan Treadwell, they hope to bring along a little bit more. So it'll be interesting behind Diggs uh, if anyone can emerge and uh, it's still wait and see there. 173, the Bills took Nathan Peterman, the quarterback from Pittsburgh. Interesting. I don't think he really fit exactly the way Tyrod Taylor does. Their offense uh, thought he might be better suited to another team like San Francisco. But Peterman, they're taking a flyer. I don't think they're looking at him right now as a successor to Taylor, but someone they want to develop a little bit. Broncos took another receiver, second receiver of their draft, Isaiah McKenzie, the wide receiver of Georgia. So they're trying to increase the depth get a few more playmakers when they stretch the field. They're for their quarterback, whoever it is. So we'll we'll see how that develops, but nothing immediate there that you have to worry about with the pecking order with the Emmanuel Sanders and Demarius Thomas. The Packers added another wide receiver as well with a D'Angelo Yancey out of Purdue. So just a depth play. They just always seem to stockpile depth. At wide receiver and at defensive back, just in case. Trent Taylor, a wide receiver from Louisiana Tech, went to the 49ers. Again, he's going to be in the mix just to try to fight for a role there. There's just a lot of open things in San Francisco right now in the passing game. Number 181, the Cardinals go to North Carolina, go to get TJ Logan, a very fast back, the fastest back at the combine. So you look at Andre Ellington, he's making the transition to wide receiver. Logan, they need a speed change of pace guy that can do some of the things that David Johnson can do. So Johnson is fast in his own right. So it's a, a different kind of gear there with Logan to a stack in that offense. And we mentioned the Packers doubling down on backs. It was Aaron Jones out of Texas, El Paso. So... They've definitely given themselves options if they don't think Montgomery should be overburdened with the backfield work. We go to round six. The first offensive pick there was uh, Elijah McGuire running back from uh, Louisiana Lafayette to the Jets. We thought the Jets might be interested early in Leonard Fournette. Instead, they go with McGuire, a cheaper value here behind the aging Matt Forte. Right now, it's still Forte's backfield, but uh, McGuire will definitely keep an eye on with that particular situation the next offensive pick you got to kind of wait in terms of uh, skill players is Bucky Hodges the tight end from Virginia Tech going to the Vikings at 203 
they have Kyle Rudolph at that position, but they need a developmental guy that uh, has some athleticism. Hodges is kind of a pure receiver there in that offense. So we'll see where it goes. But uh, I think Hodges has some potential in that particular offense. The Broncos, we knew they were going to look at running back at some time in this draft. They wanted D'Angelo Henderson, the running back from Coastal Carolina. I think this is good for C.J. Anderson that is – well, somewhat safe here, but uh, you know the Broncos have a history of looking at late round backs and uh, putting them in the mix. So you're looking at basically an Anderson, uh, Devontae, Booker type battle for the key touches in this backfield. The Rams took a hybrid there at running back, fullback, tight end, Sam Rogers out of Virginia Tech. They need those type of players. Uh, I, I don't see him being a fantasy relevant person, but he definitely could help Todd. Gurley. You get the Bengals took an interesting guy, Brandon Wilson, a running back out of Houston at number two oh nine. He also plays corner, so he's kind of a two way player, interesting athlete overall. So with the Bengals, I just don't see him carving out a role on offense. Robert Davis, we were looking for the Redskins to take a wide receiver. They take the guy from Georgia State here at two twelve. They just needed a little bit of depth there after listening to Sean Jackson and Pierre Garçon in free agency. So that kind of uh, gives the Redskins a little bit uh, more flexibility in uh, trying to uh, figure out uh, how they're going to place those guys in this offense. The next pick of note here was 218 to the Lions. Brad Kaya, the quarterback for Miami, so now they have an interesting battle with uh, Jake Rudock developing as the number two QB, seeing who's going to be the guy. Matthew Stafford, there's still a contract thing going on with him. So Kaya, you can't rule out completely to have a good NFL future, even though this was a disappointing result for him in the sixth round. Many thought he would go a lot higher, so Kaya kind of gets buried here, kind of like we saw with Brett Hundley a few years ago going to the Packers. Now we get into round seven. Stacy Coley, very fast, explosive receiver out of Miami, Florida, goes to the Vikings. So they're kind of realigning their potential weapons when you consider Hodges as well at tight end. So really trying to get some impact out of that and uh, diversity from that receiving core. It's beyond Diggs and Rudolph. The next kicker also went to Ohio team. Zane Gonzalez from Arizona State goes to the Browns. Uh, they needed a big-time leg there. They need to kind of uh, get all the points that are on the table as possible. So Browns go to Gonzalez, big-legged guy. I think he will be their field goal guy immediately. You know, until Cleveland scores more offensive firepower, you're not going to pay attention to their kicker. The Seahawks went with another wide receiver here, David Moore, out of East Central in Oklahoma. So they got him and Amara Darbo trying to build some depth, some return potential there in that offense and special team situation. We go down a little bit further, and we have Carolina Panthers at 236 taking a kicker as well. Graham Gano struggled a little bit, so Harrison Butker from Georgia Tech, so go to ACC country to find a leg. So three potential new kickers. Butker, you will keep on your fancy radar because of the nature of this Panthers offense, adding some more cogs there in Christian McCaffrey and 
Curtis Samuel that they should more be in that 2015 form of scoring. So Butker, you'd have to not rule out as a rookie kicker. Kickers are always in play if they're in the right scoring team. 240 is Isaiah Ford, the wide receiver of Virginia Tech. I thought he should have gone a lot earlier to the Dolphins. Dolphins have some other guys like Leonte Carew from last year's draft out of Rutgers trying to just figure out uh, that receiving core, the depth of it uh, behind their front line guys. So Jarvis Landry we know is still the number one and it trickles down from there. Devontae Mays at third running back taken by the Packers. So they're serious about making sure they have options with Montgomery because Montgomery's new to the position. So it'll be an interesting competition, but I think Jamal Williams, the highest of the three picks, is going to have the biggest role for the Packers still. Noah Brown, the wide receiver from Ohio State, went to the Cowboys. They also got Switzer, as we mentioned, from North Carolina. So they, they needed to get some options in the return game, and when they spread the field for Dak Prescott and Brown will help with that for sure. The Jaguars took a fullback as well, Marquez Williams. So they're really trying to uh, set up things nicely for Fournette with both their line and upgrading their blocking in front of them. So it's good that they're committed to the run, and I think this kind of pick uh, confirms it, that they want to be that time of power team. Tennessee Titans, we know, are pretty crowded in the backfield with DeMarco Murray and Derrick Henry. They add Kalfani Muhammad from California just for a little extra here, uh, they, they kind of needed number three there because the way they split these guys, they're co-number one. So Muhammad uh, will compete for those duties. Elijah Hood, the running back from North Carolina, goes to the Raiders with the very next pick. You look at Marshawn Lynch being the new guy in early downs. You know you've got uh, Jalen Richard and DeAndre Washington on uh, third downs and receiving area. So Hood will try to maybe be an early down backup and stick that way. For Lynch, it's going to be a battle to make the team with those three guys all ahead of him. The Packers, again, second wide receiver. So three running backs and two wide receivers taken by the Packers in this draft. 250. Malachi Dupree, it's pure speed guy from LSU, but getting him out there in four receiver sets, there's just going to be a lot of options here for Aaron Rodgers. So no lack of balance or weapons for Rodgers and a lot of infusion of young talent. So he's got to be happy about that. Seahawks add another backfield guy with Chris Carson from Oklahoma State. We know they kind of went overboard on running backs last year with the Collins and all that, but uh, still it's pretty crowded here with Eddie Lacy and Thomas Rawls and CJ Prosize. So Carson's going to have a battle just to make the team. Bengals take a tight end, Mason Shrek out of Buffalo, just a depth guy at this point behind Tyler Eifert and others. We're looking at uh, the next pick, running back to the Browns from NC State, Matt Days. So just some depth special teams type look here, taking a flyer the seventh. No guaranteed Days makes the team either. And there's no guarantee Mr. Relevant, very relevant to our purposes, is Chad Kelly, the quarterback from Old Miss, goes to the Broncos. We know that Trevor Simeon was a seventh-round pick, and he became the starter for Denver, and it's going to be a challenge to hold up Paxton Lynch. Kelly, I think, is a much bigger project. I think he's the easily cuttable guy if he doesn't show much on and off the field here for Denver early. So just because Simeon has that parallel of being a seventh rounder, I don't expect Kelly to be included in this mix to start over either of those guys. I, I would 
put right now the favorite as Lynch, Paxton Lynch, to be the guy with the Kelly trying to hold on as a developmental number three. So there you have it. There's a breakdown of round four, five, six, and seven, day three of the 2017 NFL draft in terms of guys that uh, have fantasy interest on some level just for themselves or for their supporting cast or for the future. So we broke that down for you. Make sure you're checking out all the podcasts related to the NFL draft, including our flagship NFL draft show, our team-by-team breakdowns with all our local NFL team podcasts on Lockdown Network, as well as our NBA team in full playoff gear for many in uh, full NBA draft gear for the others. So there you have it. Thanks so much for listening. This has been Vinny I for Locked on Fantasy Football. We'll see you next time. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figure it out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions.